What is going on? I want to welcome you from Half Court, and today I am joined by No Hyperbole, the smartest basketball fan I know. Literally, if he is not, if he does not uh, fulfill yet, nay, exceed your expectations as the smartest basketball resource that you can find, I want you to hunt him down. I want you to. Re- I want to request money from him on Cash App. He is my best friend. He is my basketball thesaurus. He is Robert Wynn Stanley. Robert, how are you doing today? Terrific. Thank you for an accurate uh, representation of me. I'm glad that <laughs> someone respects my knowledge and abilities enough. Also, I'm significant better than Sean at 2K. So I just want to make sure that it's on the record that I really should be running this podcast and not him. So now that we got all the bullshit out of the way, we can kind of get into the podcast. No, I think it's the first time I've sworn on here. But anyway, that's um, fine. yeah. So anyway, no. So Robert's my best friend. And when I was putting all this together, we definitely acknowledged it's not a matter of if, but it's a matter of when he was going to be on this podcast. And so, um, you know, I, I'm definitely glad that we're able to do this. And this is also, fun fact, the first episode of From Half Court that's not filmed from my mom's basement. So this is kind of a big day for us. Yeah, milestone. From Woo-hoo! the studio apartment. Yeah, from the studio apartment. Because Robert anywhere is from Half Court. From Half Court is a, is a lifestyle. It's a mentality. It, yeah, it really is, man. It it's really the uh, Damian Lillard way. It really, it really kind of is. Dude, I'm glad you wonder. In, in all seriousness, that shot, like the reason, so people were like, what did that trailer mean? Like, like because I, I put together that trailer before I started the podcast oh, where yeah. it was um, Damian Lillard <laughs> shooting that dagger shot against Paul George and the Thunder mm. from a couple seasons ago. People were like, dude, why? I don't get it. Why did you make that your trailer? Because that was the inspiration for the name of this podcast. I was like, okay. Um, first it's an of all, amazing half court shot question mark. Exactly. Like um, some of the best moments are people shooting at borderline from half court. It also has a great ring to it. A lot of announcers are always like, oh, I want to welcome you from half court here at the Oracle Arena. I'm uh, Michelle Tafoya. <laughs> you know, and it's just like to me, it just had a good ring to it. So um, that's kind of where that name came from. So I'm glad you said that. Yeah, no, I think it's a, a really good name. Now, I am a little bit bitter at him uh-huh. specifically because he daggered the hearts of the Bulls like a couple weeks ago <laughs> in a mean- ultimately a meaningless game. But, like, I'm still a little bitter about it. And Isn't that's just, every Bulls game ultimately a media, meaningless game? Isn't that kind of what they... You. <laughs> like, I'm a little bit bitter about it, so it is what it is. All right, so right away, this is going to be the first episode with the explicit <laughs> tag, so that's cool to know. Um, okay, so, yeah. Robert, mm-hmm. uh, so we have a lot planned for yes. today's episode. Um, but before we get into it, I kind of want to give a little bit of my rigmarole. Go so this, it. of course, is from Half Court, the NBA podcast, five fans four fans that post each and every Tuesday at 9 a.m. If you like what we're doing here and you like this podcast, be sure to follow me on Twitter at West 255 Be sure to uh, follow, like, give a positive rating on iTunes. We are on every podcast service your heart desires, except the weird one that your friend Gary from IT showed you um, over in the over in the office. Like we're we're on like six podcast services slash podcasts. Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. We're not on Reddit, Um, but you know, um, yeah. Um, Be sure to share with your friends. Join the conversation. uh, Follow me on Twitter. This is a podcast. It's not made to be a serious. Um, from a serious analyst, it's meant to be a place where fans can love and appreciate basketball. So if you like that, be sure to give us a follow. Be sure to give us a like and share with your friends. So with that, um, I think we have a lot 
to discuss today. So kind of what we got going on is I wanted to bring you in because Mm -hmm. one of our most controversial (laughs) topics um, among us is uh, basketball jerseys, Mm. specifically which ones are good and which ones are bad. Correct. And so we figured that this had to be done over the podcast Mm. because it it needs to be heard somewhere else so Mm. that we can finally settle this argument once and for all. Absolutely. So today we're going to do something a little different where we're going to rank. I asked you to put together a list of your completely unbiased. Yep. Complete. Yeah, of course. Naturally, naturally, completely unbiased. Robert is never known to be biased. Never. Not, not once. Correct. Um, thank you again. You got a sign that says Yankees and whiskey. You got your Miami heat basketball hat on. No bias here at, at all. Absolutely not. All integrity. So, All integrity here. Integrity forms. Anywho, <laughs> so um, coming up, we're gonna. I, ha- I asked Robert to put together a list of his favorite uniforms, his least favorite uniforms, and the uniforms he just straight up doesn't care about. All from this season. Yep, all from this 2020, season. Specifically 2020, 2021. Yep, and it's not going to be specific. It's not based off of specific jerseys. It's based off of overall collections of uniforms. Ye- kind of. All right, perfect. I kind of messed that up, but that's okay. That's okay. We'll get there. It's hey, fine. I mean, like, if you if, if you it's have a general idea. listen, if you have a team of uniforms that you love, it's kind of going to be based off of one uniform in particular. Yeah, well, because I kind of figured I would save like wholesale like uniforms that I love for yeah. the other one that we do. Okay, yeah. So I'll talk about that. So we're we're gonna get into that later. Um, but also you might be thinking, okay, um, so that's gonna cover about fifteen teams. What about the other fifteen? Well, um, they don't matter. All right, well, that's the show. Thank you so much for listening. Have a great day. Uh, no, so what we're going to do is we're going to do this today, and then over the coming weeks, we are going to do our first ever video episode from Half Court, and we are going to do a complete tier list of all 30 NBA teams, ranking them based solely off of their uniform. Yes. Not them as a franchise, not their accolades, nothing. So if you see the Charlotte Hornets... <laughs> <laughs> ranked higher than like the New York Knicks or something or the Boston Celtics. It is it is. it is definitely not off pedigree. I can promise Correct. you. You can promise you that much. So that's coming up. Be, be on the lookout for that. We haven't set a date yet, but I would imagine we're going to want to do that soon because that's going to be really fun. Yeah, it's going to be cool because like, the, again, the idea there would be basically it'll be judging a team based on their home away uh, their alternate and then their city, which uh, they call them something else in the NBA. It's like associate, yeah. There's like all that bullshit. But yeah, like, yeah. There's like the association. There's the statement. I think. Yeah. There's the statement. There's the city, and then the yeah. There's, whatever the other one is, but basically home, away, alternate, and city. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So that will be a separate episode. Mm-hmm. But before we get on all get into all of that, mm-hmm. um, I kind of want to start with something specific since this is a basketball podcast for fans. I kind of wanted to talk about your journey with hmm. basketball because I think that's been one of my um, genuinely one of my favorite parts of our friendship has hmm. been seeing uh, how you've gotten to this point. So, um, Robert, bef- l- let me let me start by asking, um, what was your fandom like of basketball when we became friends? So I basically I in fact, I don't know that I had watched a full game of basketball like ever on tv maybe pieces of basketball games <laughs> right, or right, maybe right. like a half a game maybe. You made, you've made me seen like regional like middle school girls basketball <laughs> not quite no no i there was so i uh i liked the bulls super loosely um when i was a little bit younger and they had i think it was at the tail end of noah and it was 
when Derrick Rose's knees were just made out of gla- of like just glass. Right. They were they were melted laffy taffies that were sitting in the sun in Phoenix all day. Exactly. Yeah. So it was mm-hmm. one of those deals where like we made the playoffs, but it was just apparent that the team was not going to go anywhere. Right. And so I watched a little bit of that and I cared a little bit, but then I immediately stopped caring like pretty quickly after that when the Bulls were clearly rebuilding. Right. And uh, and then I pretty much just forgot the NBA existed almost wholesale until we became friends. <laughs> <laughs> like pretty much just completely. Yeah, because like one of the things that we bonded on was we we both love sports. It was pretty clear. Um, you know, you would always we we would work we worked together at this really crappy movie theater. Um, and if you're someone that worked at that theater and you're listening to this, <laughs> not sorry. Um, but anyway, I've been through the fire. <laughs> I've been through the fall. Um, that's uh, an inside joke we don't have to explain. No. But anywho, um, so. We uh we would always talk sports because he was always wearing his Tampa Bay Buccaneers stuff. Mm. And, and this was well before they won the Super Bowl. So Robert's not a bandwagoner of that team. I've got a Josh Freeman jersey in my closet, so if, you're aware. If that tells you anything. Exactly. So I was like, yeah, man, I, I love football. You know, I definitely love football. But do you like basketball? And you were like, that might be my least favorite sport. You were like, there might be a sport. There, there might not be a sport that I think is dumber, that I couldn't care less about, mm. and that I think is dumber. What's even better is that one time you asked me, I think, if I played 2K, and I didn't know what that meant. Because I didn't realize that 2K was like a colloquial, <laughs> uh, whatever like, like, uh, like for... synonymous with basketball. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah. there was other 2K sports series. There was like 2K baseball, I think, or something, and 2K football. Yeah. Which no one played any of those. But like the point was right. is that like... When you said 2K, I remember legitimately asking you which 2K, like as in like which sport, and you were like confused. I was like, I'll take that as a no. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I don't think you've played it. No. Um, it, it, because I'm I'm such a 2K fan, which mm. by the way, um, since I have a small enough audience, I'm pretty confident with doing this. If you think you can play me in 2K and you mm. think you have a chance in the world, follow me on Twitter and give me a mention because I will, I will absolutely just stomp on your grave and crush your dreams i i am confident especially i i, I got it on ps5 because you know i'm i'm that guy he's bougie i'm bougie like that no mm. i just spend my money really bad habits um i didn't tell you this by the way i uh i voided my the rest of my contract with my phone just so i could get another iphone so that's a decision i made so my, i mean i wasted my money on game stock stonks that went down immediately so i mean we're both retarded you also, so you also you also invested in cruise lines and amc oh dude I invested big in AMC, like when they were at twenty dollars, and they immediately plummeted to like six dollars. So like I lost oh all of my money. It's fine. Uh, yeah. It's not a big deal. Uh, as you can tell, this we're is down gonna... like three hundred. Yeah, fine. yeah. As you can tell, this is going to be a very off the cuff episode, which is what I wanted it to be. Um, so yeah, Got an old fashioned. It's good. Yeah, one hundred percent. So um, I was like, yep, this guy definitely uh, does not know. No, does not know his basketball. Correct. But, well, do you remember what I told you? When? Like, like when we had this conversation about basketball at the time? I don't think so. I vowed I would change your mind. Oh, that's right. I was like, okay, I'll change your mind. I'll show you basketball sometime. One day you're going to love it. And you're like, I highly doubt that. Right. And here we are on my basketball podcast. Yeah, and for a brief period of time there, I became a bandwagon-ish, I suppose, whatever, Celtics fan for a little while. Yeah, because this was... I thought that was going to be the team that I really got into. Yeah, so this was about 2017, 2018, back when Kyrie... 16, 17. 
Yeah, yeah, so this was when Kyrie Irving got traded to Boston for Isaiah. Uh, no, this was uh, you were a huge Celtics fan Before when Isaiah. Then. Yeah, you, yeah, it was when Isaiah Thomas was going hard in the playoffs. Yeah, I was a um, huge fan of him. Yeah. and Al Horford and like all those guys on that team. Kelly yeah. Olynyk was on the team at that time. Avery Bradley. Mm-hmm. Like this was just like a team of like scrappy guys that like they had no they had no business of being this good. Yeah, and I really really liked that about them. Yeah, one hundred percent. They were just so scrappy, especially Isaiah Thomas. Um, do you know how many picks there are in the draft, Robert? No. 60. Okay. Do you know what pick he was in his draft? I'm assuming he was like probably like 59, 60, somewhere there. He was 60th. He okay. was the last player drafted in his draft. He's 5'9", um, comes out of, comes out of Washington and gets drafted by the Sacramento Kings, gets traded all around the league, ends up in Boston, um, assuming that that's going to be a throwaway contract. Mm. And then he just comes out and he just absolutely balls, has an all-star season. Um, and then he goes in the playoffs. He has an injured hip. His sister dies, mm-hmm. um, tragically passes away. And he goes out there and he gives this heart-wrenching performance. And that was like one of I'll the- I'll never forget that game. That was the game that made me fall in love with basketball, by the way. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, that was the game. Yeah, and and the thing that like I could tell that you struggled with from that point on is because there wasn't a game that was that emotionally resonating or that interesting for a while. Yeah, and as soon as the Celtics, in my view, kind of betrayed him, like they had every right to, and it made every lick of sense at the right. time. But like when they, you know, got rid of him and basically threw him away, it immediately soured me on the franchise, and I knew that I couldn't root for the Celtics right. from that point forward. Right. And so then the the Heat come out with the Vice jerseys, and of course I'm a longtime diehard GTA Vice City fan, and like I'm obsessed with the '80s and all that. So of course I immediately fell in love with that whole vibe and everything going on. Uh huh. My favorite thing about all of this. Mm. Is you buy these Vice jerseys, which, by the way... I have all of them. You have all of them. Yes. Not only do you have all of them, you have all of them in Dwayne Wade, right? Correct, except for the Vice Wave. They didn't release that one this year in oh, Dwayne Wade, so okay. I had to get Jimmy Butler with the, the Vice Wave. Uh, or, what the, a, the, or no, Vice Versa, rather. The one where oh, it's the two yeah. colors together. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah, what a bummer. They had to get a Jimmy Butler one. Yeah, oh, I know, right? Oh, what oh, a shame. darn. Uh, dude, I was happy about it because it gave me an excuse, finally, to get my old Chicago boy. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. Um, And I'm like, oh, so like you love Dwayne Wade, and you're like, Heck yeah. And I'm like, have you ever watched Dwayne Wade play? And you're like, heck no. So you have this like you have this collection of exclusively Dwayne Wade jerseys. Correct. And I was like, have you ever watched him play basketball? No. And you're like, no, sir, I have and I don't think I still don't think you have. I think you've seen highlights. I think I've watched one game of Dwayne Wade. I think one game. I have never seen a full game with Kobe either. You know, it just is what it is. I got into the league well after these gentlemen were pretty much kind of done. And so, you know, I just, uh, I never really got to see them. And Dwayne Wade, by the time that I saw him, because I saw him play live, you and I went to that game. It was the last game that he mm-hmm. played in Detroit. Yep. And, um, you know, Dwayne Wade was not himself at this point. So, like, I mean, he I've, still got, he still went out and got 20. Oh, he was still good for yeah, sure. He I mean, still he still went out and got 20. Yeah, yeah. But, like, I mean, he wasn't, you know, whatever. But, like, oh, he wasn't the Dwayne Wade of old for sure. No. Right. So, like, you know, I, I definitely saw that Dwayne Wade. Robert, I learned something new today on this podcast. Oh, the Kobe thing? The Kobe. That breaks my heart. Straight up. I'm just going to let you know that breaks my heart. I remember so, watching maybe like the last quarter of his last game because it happened to be on TV and everyone yeah, was making a big yeah, deal yeah. of it. Mm-hmm. But I didn't really care enough. I was just like, I don't care. I was right. like, what is this? Okay, yeah. So here's what we're going to do. 
Um, mm-hmm. Our next episode, mm-hmm. um, by our next episode, we are going to have watched an entire game of Kobe Bryant's. Okay. okay. Um, and we are going, you're going to report to the class uh-huh. what your that's thoughts were. Yep. That's your homework. We're going to sit down. We're going to get a pizza pie. We're going to sit down and watch a Kobe game because Kobe Bryant is one of the most, one of the most, uh, one of the best values, one of the best watches mm. in the history of basketball. Mm. And that game might be the one I show you because even though that's not prime Kobe, that's what Kobe means to me mm. is, is that even when he was beaten up, even when he was not feeling in that night, even when he wanted to be done, he was fed up. He went out there and on his last night in the league dropped 60. Yeah. 60 points in his final game, late 30s, knees beaten to hell, Achilles like like a rubber band at this point, mm. goes out and gets 60. So that might be the game I have to show you, but yeah, we're definitely going to watch a Kobe game. That's cool. that's your assignment, but... I'm good with that. Yeah, my heart's broken for you. But anyway, so you go you go and root for But I heat. have seen the better Isaiah Thomas. <laughs> okay, so you get those you get those heat jerseys. Um and, and and then the the fascinating thing is you're like okay this is fun and all but nah I'm not really feeling the heat because specifically I believe the next phase was with was with the Bulls right uh you sort of so basically what happened with Miami is that the team seemed like they were about ready to go into a rebuild and so it was like okay do I want to commit to this rebuild with them and, and sort of like watch the team go up and stuff like that? And I, I really thought about it and I was going to, but like one of the things that was holding me back is that one of the major reasons, if not the only reason why I even went to the team was because of those vice jerseys. And it was clear that that is not going to be like their, their permanent jerseys, which they should be, but that's for another topic. Um, so they were going to go back to the far inferior red and orange and whatever jerseys. So I was like, okay, terrible well, by the way. Yeah. So I was like, all right, well that's not going to work. So, um, then I was actually, I fell in love with Damian Lillard. And so I was going to be a Portland fan, but then when I realized, oh, right. Since they play in Portland, all of their games start at like 1130 <laughs> yep. and, uh, I'm an adult and I have a job. So like, that's not going to work. So then ultimately, I just went back to my original team from when I was a bit younger, about probably seventh grade-ish, right. and I went back to the original, the Chicago Bulls, and that's pretty much what happened. And the best part is as soon as you jump ship on the Miami Heat, because you're saying, you know what, they're going to be a rebuild, which by the way, this might show some indications of what you should do in the stock market, because <laughs> you sold your stock really quickly on the Miami Heat, and they, and they said, you know what, okay, we're going to go to the finals. The very, like, next year or two years later, yeah. No, literally the next year. Yeah. Literally. Yeah, because I was a Heat fan for, like, a year and a half, maybe, something like that. Maybe two years, yeah. something like mm-hmm. that. Yep. Yeah, and then I was just like, eh, I guess I'm kind of done with this or whatever. And then they went to the finals. But the whole time it was kind of a meme. because you're A little like, bit of a meme, yeah. Because you're like, yeah, go Heat. And I would go, name one player other than Dwayne Wade. And you just, like, give me that blank smile. <laughs> like that oh crap i can't actually name another player dude the best part though is that i've been haunted by the ghost of kelly olenic because ever since i (laughs) abandoned the celtics every time i go somewhere this asshole shows up with me like he went with me to the heat and then what's crazy is that then i went from the heat to portland and then portland took um whitehead or whatever his name was um, oh son Whiteside or white side that's it yeah Yeah. white side and so i'm like dude players from each team keep like going unfortunately Unfortunately, no Portland players followed me to uh, to the Bulls. I was kind of maybe hoping uh, McCollum or something would, uh, you know. 
But it is what it is. It's fine. There's listen. There's been trade rumors of CJ for a long time, but unfortunately, <laughs> he's uh, he's he's stuck there, huh? If you think the Bulls are buyers and not sellers, listen. We're we're a publisher's clearinghouse, so. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you are, you are, uh, you are definitely a furniture warehouse, like art van, like everything must go. We are seventy five percent off. My wife is leaving me sale. Where you Game just stop? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, no, but no, you're more like a play and trade than a game. Oh, stop. that's rude. Uh huh. That's an obscure Michigan joke right there. But anywho, is that only a Michigan? Franchise? I don't know. I, don't I know. couldn't Who tell cares? you. Who I, cares? It, listen, if you if you tell me that you go somewhere and you go, oh look, a play and trade. I've been looking for a play and trade. <laughs> like you are absolutely lying because that sentence has never been muttered from a human being. Technically, GameStop I think is EB Games in like Europe. Canada. Yeah. Yeah, and other places. Yeah. Yeah, well, Canada, yeah, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Who cares? Europe, Canada, what's the difference? So anyway. What's the difference? What's the difference? Okay, so, um, all right. Now, mm-hmm. you come back to the Bulls. Correct. And not just for any reason. Not just for, not because of the core that they have. Not because of. Certainly not for their core. No. <laughs> no. Uh, they, what core? Yeah, they need to go to the gym and they need to get the core. Either that or they need to go back to 2011 WWE and get the core. From <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> I'm afraid I've got some bad news. Uh, yeah, Robert and I have very weird obsessions. At one point, we were going to start a wrestling podcast. I'm so glad we didn't because the product really, honestly, became the worst it's ever been. Almost immediately after that, we were going to call it "Oh My God" cast in honor of Jerry Law, in order of Jr. It should not have happened. It should not have happened. Things very well, do we? No, we literally sat down, did that one episode. We were like, "This is not going to work." Yeah. So, anywho, um, we watched this this uh, indie documentary hmm. made uh, with some relative unknowns. Yeah, I people. think there was a local or a former Chicago resident. Yeah, former Chicago resident Barack <laughs> Obama was yes, in there. Yes. Yeah, a documentary Seems called like a nice guy. Yeah, a documentary called The Last Dance. Hmm. This was in the midst of COVID. Yeah, that was like the first big thing after COVID. COVID, 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 COVID. You and I would sit down and we would watch The Last Dance together. Um, I, I, I definitely wanted to ask you this question. Mm-hmm. Um, no filter, complete honesty. Mm-hmm. Robert, what was it like watching The Last Dance with me specifically? Honestly, it was really cool, especially because like um, you're the – honestly the only friend of mine that's like really into basketball or really one of the only people I know that's like truly into basketball I know a lot of guys who pretend to be into, ba- into basketball right. but you can tell pretty quickly that it's, it's like, like uh, okay. it's like in Space Jam that little mouse it's like oh I like basketball do you like basketball do you like talking about basketball I, re- I prefer playing basketball like you know yeah, what I'm yeah. talking about yeah yeah, yeah yeah totally that uh-huh, guy yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. but yeah so it was really cool to sit down with someone who knew what they were talking about and then that way when we talked about it afterwards or we referenced you know other teams or various eras and started comparing and trashing mm-hmm. things it came from a place of knowledge which was really cool and honestly it was even more awesome because that kind of led us down the path of talking about you know watching other old games like Dwayne Wade games or now soon to be Kobe games and right. stuff like that and like Shaquille O'Neal and stuff like that because I had never seen Shaquille play because I mean he was well before I got into basketball right yeah so like 
it was cool to watch that and then it kind of inspired us to you know continue down this this sort of wormhole of watching stuff and kind of kind of pick you know bring me up to speed on stuff that i missed well like my favorite thing about that documentary about like us watching it together specifically Mm -hmm. because it was really cool because we watched every single episode together we vowed that we were going to do that yep and there was no break like we would during the commercials we would just gush about what we were just watching. Yeah. Like, whatever Dennis Rodman quote we heard. <laughs> I, I love Dennis. Dude, specifically, one of my favorite moments of our friendship is the Dennis Rodman episode that talks about him going to Vegas <laughs> and just and just partying nonstop and ending up at Carmen Electra's apartment. Like, that will be an all-time favorite memory of, my, of our friendship. Dude, him crushing a Miller Lite in front of a cop before getting on a bike. <laughs> like, he's literally drinking and driving in front of a cop and they don't give a shit. Oh my god. And he's supposed to be in like the NBA playoffs or something like that. He's like, I don't give a shit. It was in the middle of the season. It's yeah, just so straight awesome. up. Yeah, just straight up middle of the season. He went to Phil and I was like, Hey, so uh, I wanna I want a vacation. And Phil's like, I, uh, okay, <laughs> go do it. I need a six pack of uh Miller lights and Marlboro lights and uh <laughs> and I just need to crush them and uh, it'll be fun. And then one more thing. Do you have Carmen Electra's cell phone number? <laughs> <laughs> um but no, um, yeah, like that ju- that was just such a cool experience and to me I was like I don't want to like overwhelm this guy with how much I know mm. but like during the commercial breaks I would talk about specific Michael Jordan stories that either they hinted at mm. or didn't fully cover mm-hmm. just because I read so many books on Michael Jordan growing up dude it was unhealthy like if I was in a classroom and they had a book on Michael Jordan I'd read it 3 times oh nice like like no joke 3 times just like cover to cover cuz that's just that who was like I me was. with uh like um I read a lot of uh, like either science fiction or horror as a kid. Like I read a lot of like right. whether it was Stephen King or if it was um, Ray Bradbury and stuff like that, whatever. I was really into all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Right. What I would love to do, and mm-hmm. this is just an idea that's just coming off the top of my head. Sure. I would love to like from a year from now, mm-hmm. like the anniversary of, oh wait, no, it wouldn't be a year from now. It would literally be like a month and a half from now. Okay. Um, <laughs> uh, I would love to like, do an anniversary thing of the last dance mm. and just do like episodes where you break down each week of the last dance of like what episodes came out when mm-hmm. and just do a full retrospective like rewatching it things like just talk about the last dance because yeah for sure i i just love that documentary so much and it, it's my favorite documentary series of all time and it's not even close yeah I, and of course as a bulls guy it just made me it really solidified like how much you know the franchise just feel gives me goosebumps you know what i mean it's just oh, when you see that logo it's just you know you just remember hit member when we were good because <laughs> like literally since 98 the bulls have been an irrelevant shit franchise i mean they've had some pockets where it's like oh d rose showed right. up and jimmy butler and whatever but truly since 98 they have not been a team that anyone has considered a true threat right 100 percent. you know i think uh you know, it's just one of those things where, to me, what what made that documentary so special was how truly behind the curtain it was, mm. how unfiltered it was, because of the fact that that's unprecedented access. And in the NBA now, like the 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 beat writers, the reporters, the um, the sources that we have, like there were there were those guys back then, but it never got to that scale. You know what I mean? Like I For think sure. I think nowadays. Um, especially with the existence of like Sham and Woj 
and all of these people that well, just. Well, with social media, now guys present themselves way more than they 100%. Used to. So I they, mean, Jordan, even to this day, is so private. Yeah. So to see him for more than 10 seconds is kind of exciting. Yeah, especially because you're, you're truly getting to learn who Michael Jordan is as a person. Mm-hmm. The good, the bad, and the ugly. 100%. And the Scott Burrell. But anyway. And the Scott Burrell. <laughs> Scott Burrell. In uh, fairness, a little bit watered down in the sense that now. He, a little bit, yeah. Yeah, only a little bit for sure. Like, they, I think some people were a bit harsh on it. As, you know, they there was a lot of people who hadn't actually watched the documentary who assumed mm-hmm. that he had, like, edited out all the worst parts. Um, but certainly, you know, there was plenty in there that made you kind of question, you know, various things that he was doing. So. Dude, my favorite story about that documentary mm-hmm. is the fact that uh, Michael Jordan was sitting on that footage for years. That footage was public. Um, that footage was attained. It was had for years. Mm-hmm. And then, and then on the day of LeBron James, um, his parade in Cleveland after <laughs> winning the championship that day, Michael Jordan says, all right, yeah, y'all can make a documentary. It's Go ahead. Best. I love that level of salt. It is the, the it is so Jordan. That competitiveness. <laughs> like it just it never left the guy. And, and it's just it's it's genuinely one of the best things about about it because it's just so incredible. Yeah. It really is. Um let me ask as a Bulls fan, I mean obviously you knew about that team. Mm. You didn't know a lot about that team. No. You know, like you didn't really know you knew they were great. You didn't know what made them great. Is that is that fair to say? A thousand percent. Yeah, um, I knew a little bit, and there was a lot of it that I I knew the mythos of right. the team. I knew the myth. I did not know the actual ins and outs of the team, how it actually, you know. I didn't even know what Jordan looked like playing a basketball game, truly. Yeah. But then, um, actually, after that documentary, they released the um, sort of cinematic remastered version of his last uh, playoff. Or the, his, his last you know, his finals last, game. Yeah, yeah, his last finals mm-hmm. game. Yeah. And uh, it's in be- it's beautifully shot, really. And I watched yep. that entire thing, and uh, it was honestly just so spellbinding to just watch Jordan and the guys, you know, play that game in Utah. Michael Jordan on a basketball court it was really like watching chess in in fluid motion. Mm. One one hundred percent, because you could tell he was always like five steps ahead. Yeah, and he just, you know, there's certain guys in every sport that just has a magic when you watch them perform, you know, at their best level. Like, unfortunately, my favorite fighter, Conor McGregor, is clearly not what he used to be. But, like, watching him in his prime, it's just, he's so far and beyond more entertaining and also just, like, special to watch than any other fighter that it's just hard to capture that again. And even, like, in football, as much as I don't like him, Tom Brady, he has that it factor. So anyway, if you watch him play football, you definitely see that that it factor of, oh, crap, Tom Brady's coming on the field. He's going to come back. He's going to save the day again. He's going to get them down the field. You know, it's that exact same thing. But, like, if anything, with Michael Jordan, it's a different level. Oh, yeah. 100 By the way, apparently Tom had an injured knee during the playoff run and during the Super Bowl. And it apparently was fairly, you know, it, fairly injured. Oh, well, good for him. So anyway, now um, – no, I'm So kidding. he's a god, but uh... – <laughs> The best part is, is that I really didn't even like Tom Brady, let alone, you know, be a fan of him. And then the, the second he's on my team, I'm like, yeah, Tom, you know. Yeah, you were like you it. were looking at his jerseys like <laughs> you and I used to bash him together. Yeah. And now that he's on your team, you're like, oh, I got my I Tom. love Tom Brady. Yeah, Tom Brady. Listen, everyone just hates on him. But Deflategate was bullshit. 
Listen, <laughs> he's just people are just hating on greatness. That's all I'm saying. It's literally exactly <laughs> me. It's so bad. Oh my gosh. But no, um what I was gonna ask before mm. we went down that rigmarole, mm-hmm. um, you didn't really know a lot about that team. What surprised you? To be honest with you, I think what surprised me is how um it's weird to say, but I, I feel like you hear about guys like Kobe or you hear guys LeBron or or Jordan, and you hear about how good they are, and you almost assume that they never missed a shot. You almost right. assume that they were literally perfect. So seeing him be a human on the basketball court, you know, missing shots that he should make and having, you know, stumbles here and there and stuff like that, whatever, um, was really, really interesting. And watching um, his his level of team play actually was really interesting. Watching him, you know, interact with guys like Scottie Pippen and getting him the ball and, and really being a good teammate. Um, you know, seeing how uh, Dennis Rodman worked, I, did, I don't think I realized... Um, I, did, I don't think I ever really realized what kind of player he was, to be honest with you. I heard his name, and I knew that he, like, had weird hair and, like, he was a little bit silly and all that kind of stuff. But I don't think I ever knew, like, what did he look like on a basketball court? I didn't even know what position he played. And so seeing him and realizing that he was this absolutely outstanding uh, rebounder, and it was because he actually watched film and was obsessed with studying the film of specific players before games— Seeing that level of care out of a guy like that was so interesting. And I honestly connect probably the most with Dennis of any person in that documentary because it's like a guy who is so obviously misunderstood and clearly cares and gets down to business when he needs to. And I feel like most people don't expect him to. Right. There is a they do another 30 for 30 documentary before this where they actually do an entire one on Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. and his life story. I would highly recommend it. Yeah. Um, we'll add it to our list. Um, yeah, we will. But yeah, 100 percent. But um, yeah, the the scene where it's just him breaking down the yes. art of rebounding a basketball at the time we laughed. But in reality, that was just showing pure fluid greatness and an understanding of rebounding that we'll never see again. I mean, yeah. Andre Drummond can rebound the ball a lot. He doesn't have an understanding of rebounding like like Dennis Rodman does because Dennis Rodman wasn't 6'11 like Andre Drummond. Mm. He was kind of an undersized, just gritty guy that would go up, get a rebound, and he would do exactly what you needed him to do in a basketball court. Yeah. Um, For me... Even though I knew a lot about this team, mm-hmm. um, and I knew a lot about the Bulls going into it, mm-hmm. um, seeing how truly dysfunctional it was yes. behind the scenes, like how much bitterness there was, yet they were still great anyway. Yeah, I think specifically for the last three championships. like 100%. The, the first three, it seemed like they were pretty well together, and they understood what the mission was, and they were there to kick some ass. And then Jordan went and go to go play baseball. For, yep. You know, and then he comes back, and the team is really kind of injured and, and trotting and, like, really, I mean. Well, and then with management, with Jerry Krause and yeah, Phil Jackson. Yeah, going on there. I mean, yeah. it, they're really kind of bumbling and yet somehow still putting it together and in uh, winning championships still. Dude, like I said, I would just love to sit down and do a whole thing, you yeah. and me going through the last dance. That would be so fun. For oh, sure. my gosh. Yeah, I, it's definitely, I haven't watched it since then, so it would be cool to kind of revisit a lot yeah, of it. 100%. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah, so. Yeah, to me, that just seeing how dysfunctional they were, get how great they were anyway, there's never going to be a dynasty like that again. It's just not right. going to happen. I mean, the Patriots were the dynasty that they were, but in football, if you have even one iota of dysfunction, you're done. Whereas in basketball, 
or you know, like I mean, to a certain extent, like yeah, yeah. like the like the Buccaneers this year, I think, kind of are an anomaly in that sense, where it kind of looked like the boat was on fire for a lot of the year. But this also isn't a football podcast, so who cares? Yeah, but what I think with the Patriots, I think the Patriots are extremely similar similar to the Bulls because I would love for them to do a Last Dance style documentary. I think I really, they are on Brady. Oh, are they? Yeah, because I really feel like it's very very similar. They're doing the one on Kobe too. They were so good. And yet, I really feel like, you know, there was a lot of stuff going on between, you know, whether it was Tom and um, the management and stuff like that. And obviously, like, I mean, in 2017, they said that they were ready to move on from Brady, and then he went out and won him another championship. So, like, right. I, I really feel like it's super similar, honestly, to the Bulls and it to is. Jordan. It's it's honestly the only thing we've seen in sports since then that is even remotely close. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But that ain't basketball. No, it's uh, not basketball. <laughs> no, I, I I love football too. You know sure. this this is a this is not it's a, a conversational cast. Yeah, one hundred percent. We're yeah. just sitting down and you're in your in your drinking. Yeah, I, well, I, have, I am. He's yeah. got a soda pop. I, I I got a Coca Cola can. Mm. Which speaking of, if you want to get your boy another one, I would very <laughs> much appreciate. Um, I got you, fam. Oh, thanks. While he's away, um, I'm just gonna say thank you so much for listening to this point. Now we're gonna transition from talking about. Are, um, we're going to be talking. To, we're going to go from talking about our basketball journey from the last dance. Um, real quick, before we get into the uniform stuff, I want to touch on the Bulls now because I think you've had a pretty fun year, I all have. things considered. Watching this team at this point, um, they are currently in the mix for the playing game um, because here's here's where the East stands. We're currently fifteen and seventeen. So here's where the East currently stands as of as of this recording, which not much is going to change because this is going up the next day. So the uh, there's currently a tie for fifth in the East between the Heat, the the Celtics and the Raptors all at 500 at 17 and 17. And then somehow at eighth place is the Charlotte Hornets. At 16 and 17. Then you got the Pacers and the Bulls tied at 15 and 17. So at this point, they would very well be in the running for that playing game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they, they're such a weird team this year because we've had some losses where the team, specifically at the beginning of the year, where, I mean, we looked like absolute garbage. I mean, this looked like a team where you might as well trade every asset we have. Zach Levine, hell, even maybe Kobe White. You're just like, you're just like here, Carter. here's a guy that you're just going to want to trade. <laughs> I mean, as humanly possible. anyone who's not named Patrick Williams or Thadjik Johnson at this point, I mean, could have pretty much went. <laughs> Um, actually, Johnson. we didn't even know about Thadjik yet at the beginning of the year. Yeah, I honestly Thaddeus thought everyone, Young. Yeah, Thaddeus yeah. Young, yeah. Anybody but Patrick Williams pretty much had to go at the beginning of the year. But I really feel like um, our coach, I forget his name. He's new. I'm still used to the fast Billy Donovan. slob, the idiot. Yeah, B- Billy Donovan is our new coach. Yep. But I'm still used to, uh, what was that? Jim Boylan. Jim Boylan. God, I never want to see him again. Um. At but, one point, literally had punch-in and punch-out cards for players going into practice. Dude, he has the most punchable face if we want to talk about punches. Yeah, but, just ask Zach Levine about that. Exactly. I'm, I'm sure he would concur. But so, um, no, the season's been cool because they've gotten better for sure as things have went on. Um, still guys like Markin, clearly, if we can get any value out of him in a trade, I would love to do that as well yeah, as Randall Carter Jr. Good yeah, luck. Yep. yeah, both mm-hmm. of them are useless, but it is what it is. 
Um, Thadjik Johnson has been my young. (laughs) He has been my favorite storyline in the last few weeks because he has been on fire. He's looked great, and it is the only thing that the Bulls commentators have to talk about is calling him other than trashing on people in the in the Orlando Magic crowd wearing a Michael Jordan jersey. Which oh my gosh, that was so funny, dude. it, It was. But here's the thing: so I ended up following that guy on Twitter, and it's been a little bit like buddy on Twitter because he seems like a sweet guy. He's a nice guy and I get it. You go viral and you kind of want to seize that opportunity. But like immediately he was talking about how he was like, Oh, I think I need to get a manager and like, you know, I'm ready for, there you go. (laughs) I'm ready for like, you know, to be in shows or something like he, he, he seemed like he needed like an entertainment rep or so he thought so that he could be like an ESPN commentator or something. Literally just being talked about for like, for like his Jersey for like five minutes in a basketball game. Exactly. And I'm just like, dude, like, listen, you were viral for like 10 seconds on Chicago bulls, Twitter. Okay. Not even national Twitter. Like, let's just, (laughs) let's just relax. You had your moment. You got some free jerseys. The stuff he got was cool. He got a piece of the, floor from the 96 bulls championship oh which sweet was cool. and then he also got um a, a, a legit jordan jersey and then like a hoodie and a shirt or something like that oh, good it's for like him. just take that and you know whatever but yeah. yeah so that and that's neither here nor there but like there's been some really fun stuff especially zach levine being so freaking good this year and finally getting the respect he's deserved for the past few Put years some respect on that name exactly finally getting respect and being an all-star this year is super exciting yeah, so you guys are sitting at 15 and 17. I have a very realistic chance of getting into the playing game. Which would be super exciting, because I think we could at least win that. Maybe. It, Maybe, it, depending it, on who it's against. Yeah, it depends. You know, like, it, here's the thing. Um, with how close the East is, and quite frankly, with how bad the East is, um, it's one of those things where you very well could possibly even look at a team like the Raptors or the Celtics right now being in that playing game. Yeah. I don't think it's I don't think that's going to happen. I think both of those teams are going to move up in the standings. But the thing is is mm, like I could see the Raptors maybe staying there. Yeah, I I think that's where Toronto's about going to be. Boston that I they I have to go up, right? Listen, that I I'm planning on doing a whole episode on them coming up. That's a topic that's for another day. I could go all day about them because mm. Oh boy. But um like Charlotte, you never know. I mean with Gordon Hayward and, and LaMelo Ball, they're, Mello they're pretty solid. LaMelo be balling, dude. Yeah, yeah. Um you know, it's it's going to be interesting to see how that plays out. One thing I can say for sure though, I'm mm. going to go on a limb. I don't think my Pistons are going to be in that playing game. <laughs> What have um, you guys got? What eight wins? We are nine. Thank you very much. Oh man, my apologies. Uh, nine and twenty-five. Thank oh, you very much. Um, we're still. I. I don't believe. Uh, yeah, we're not the worst in the league. No, Minnesota. Yep, Minnesota. Be terrible, dude. Minnesota is going to be the SuperSonics. Let's just face well, it. Well, here's the thing. Um, they're getting moved to Seattle. Well, here's the thing. So Minnesota, they are seven and twenty-eight. Um, they currently at this point, if their first pick. Or if they're not, if their first round pick, <laughs> if it does not land in the top three, they don't have that pick. Mm. It goes to Golden State. Mm. It is top three protected. Gotcha. That is it, dude. How are they that bad? Because haven't they had the first pick in the draft like a couple of years in a row now? So they've had they've had quite a few first round first round picks in the draft. Um. So first of all, they just, blew it on the Jimmy Butler trade. Yeah, well, like, they get rid of Zach Levine. They pick up Butler. Butler's like, I'm out. I'm going to the to the Sixers or whatever. Yeah, he gets traded to the Sixers, yeah. 
and they bring back Dario Saric. They bring back Robert Covington. All guys that did Ooh. not. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, Robert Covington's on your Trailblazers, so uh, <laughs> um, I as you almost spit Ooh. out your water. Yeah. Um, all solid pieces, but not anything that would be of note for them right or now. Or even on the team, apparently. But also, they had Ryan Saunders as their coach, and that didn't work out well. And they fired him, and then the same day hired another coach that was Ooh, an assistant hell? for the Raptors. That was, dude. That was just bizarre. Again, that could be a whole other topic for a whole other day. The Timberwolves, but I genuinely think they're going to Seattle. Long story short. D'Angelo Russell got injured. Carl mm. um, Anthony Towns was out multiple weeks with COVID. Mm. Um, they have st- those two have only played four games together. Mm. Isn't he the one who's unfor- who had a really unfortunate year with? Yeah, uh, so Carl Anthony Towns yeah. he lost his mom Yikes. to COVID. I think his dad was in the ICU with COVID. I'm not sure. I think his dad survived, but I don't know. Like, but he, I think he lost like a grandma and like a cousin or something. He or he, something. he lost. Yeah, I, he definitely lost his mom. I know that much. Um, but Carl Anthony Towns had a really, and then he had COVID and it beat him up. Like he was out for like two three weeks. Yeah, it seems like it's been really brutal to be honest with you. Yeah, one hundred percent. Just had like the worst year possible. Wh- which again, not to get political, but uh, to. To all the people that think that if you're healthy and work out and are young and COVID won't do anything to you, look at these pro athletes that are getting their butts kicked by COVID. For sure. Again, that is not what this podcast is for, but that's just worth pointing it's out. It's the reality. Yep. So, yeah. Um, Robert, you've become a big basketball fan. Proud of you to see where your journeys come. I mean, I have a mini hoop with the Bulls logo on my door over yeah, there. Yeah, we're, so, we're, I mean, we're splitting know. a league pass subscription. I mean, both paying for our own respective uh, league pass. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Hi, Adam Silver. Yeah, we. I I don't share my league Adam pass Silver. login. First of all, that dude is the most spineless man I've ever seen in my life. So he won't give a um, shit. Roger Goodell, thank you very much. I mean. He- technically sort of sued the Patriots or whatever the hell against Tom Brady. He, he has like a half a spine, I guess. We're moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and now it is the moment we've all been waiting for. We've been making you making mm. you wait for 45 minutes. Mm. It is now time for to the go. Jerseys. Yeah, for the jerseys. So, Robert, mm-hmm. um, I'm going to I'm going to I want to start with some positivity. OK. OK, so. Um, like I'm I have said, to scroll to that a second then. Yeah, so I'm going to start off with the negatives so that we ended on the positive. Okay, so let's do that. Let's okay. let's let's go with the negative because okay. I, I secretly really want to start with the negative first. Okay. So I want you to start with the negatives. What are the five teams with the worst uniforms in the NBA? Okay, so number one or or so number five rather. So the fifth. Uh, worst is the Indiana Pacers and okay. I went with their home and their away because they're both awful um they're, <laughs> they're they're borderline collegiate and you'll also notice a theme here where I hate jerseys where they do a circle on the front of the jersey where it's like <laughs> the name of the team in a circle yeah that will be a huge theme here going forward but I hate the blue and yellow because uh as a person who lives in Michigan who's a Notre Dame fan I can't stand uh Michigan colors uh-huh so uh the blue and yellow ain't gonna work for me dog um but no I just they have like weird stripes on the side it's boring as hell they got a stupid circle with the Indiana Pacers around the 15 they're just they just piss me off cuz I'm like I j- this is the best you can do this is really truly the best you, you can do You know what the sad thing is I think that's the best they can do because historically the Pacers have never had good uniforms like yeah. before before it was literally just like the white color 
with like either the yellow or the blue lettering and it would just say Indiana and then their number or Pacers in their number. Like they have historically never had a good jersey and they have only looked good with their jerseys when they had Paul George in them. That is it. I will that say this. That is the only time. I don't actually hate and I, I somewhat almost like their uh, bananas and pajamas jerseys. The ones that are like the... <laughs> You know what bananas and pajamas are, right? Like, no. You don't know what that... Okay, hang on. Let me Google it. Bana- Hold on. Bananas. Shit. Hang on. Uh, in You've never heard of this? Okay, now I see it. Okay, Did you see yep, it? Okay. Yep. All right, I pulled it up. Yep, okay. that is disturbing that um, this podcast is now going to be cursed. But anyway. Yeah, th- their jerseys with the pinstripes kind of look like bananas and pajamas because they're yellow, but then they've got like the blue with the pinstripes. It just reminds me of that. I don't totally hate those. I do think that that goofy-ass guy with, like, the weird split-feathered hair, like the white dude that kind of looks like the Geico caveman, right. he throws me off pretty right. hard. But that's really not the point. But, yeah, I um, just... Can I ask you a question? Yes. Have you ever seen their Hickory Pacers uniforms? Excuse me? Let so, me see. So, this was a uniform that they did a few years ago, and it was a throwback to their original uniforms when they were when when they were in either the NBA or the ABA back in the day. Okay. Um, so, these are, like from like the 40s or the 50s or like these are really old okay um, so like pre-segregation oh no <laughs> <laughs> they are so if you're not looking they they say hickory like kind of like in a curve on the jersey with the number three they genuinely look like they're like peewee basketball i mean jerseys. those are brutal yeah, they, that just looks like old whites used to wear those. I mean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, it's pretty clear that, like, that we had an issue in this country when those jerseys were worn. Yeah. <laughs> had. Anyway. Um, <laughs> um, yeah, no, they the Pacers historically, other than those pinstripe jerseys, I think have had some of the worst uniforms in the league. So in my honest opinion, the fact that they are the first team that jumps up on bad, not surprising to me. Mm. No issue with that. So okay. Pacers, I think we're in agreement. Bad. Cool. Um, am I? Are we gonna? Do you have a list, or is it just my list? No, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. So what I'm gonna do is I'm gonna interject on your list. Gotcha. And I'm gonna I'm good fight. I'm gonna fight for the ones I like. I'm gotcha. gonna fight for the ones I hate. Um, I'm gonna. I'm gonna. I'm gonna critique your list. Gotcha. My plan, I'm good okay? with that. All right. So the next one, the fourth on the list of bad, is the Milwaukee Bucks uh, black alternate jersey, where it's got the buck on the front and mm-hmm. then like these random ass stripes on it. <laughs> I feel like this looks like when the team presents their logo and then they have like the color stripes so that you can know like what the team colors are gonna right. be for the brand. Right. And then they were just like, oh, let's just. Slap that on the jersey and make it black. I mean, it's like, what is this? And there's like randomly blue for like no reason at all. So that's, I don't know. The, the, they suck. And also this version of the um, the deer logo or whatever is still stupid. I like their original one, the ghost deer. I think that that looks cool. But like this one's just kind of whack and the number randomly below it. I don't know. The whole thing is just stupid looking. Right. And it's funny because you pick their one alternate that you know i i you know what actually i was about to say the one alternate i like but then i look at all of them and i'm like that is definitely their worst jersey by far so i can't even critique that mm. they're, they're white homes i know that they're like kind of like the classic white home uniforms but like they like they're not offensive in any way they're but, better than this yeah to me they're offensive um to me though um their their worst jersey without a doubt i really like their city editions this year oh the all blue one yeah i don't get the blue though 
I don't either. So anyway, um, <laughs> um, but you know what was you know what was a terrible jersey? Mm. Uh, their Cream City jerseys from last year. Oh, those were terrible. Oh my gosh! And then they had these Yellow City editions oh, a couple yeah, years with ago. The red sleeve. Yeah, where one side was a red sleeve, the other side just had Bucks going down. Yeah, they the Bucks are another team where like you know these like mid these midwestern teams that just have these very blue collar uh-huh. communities they just have always struggled for some reason to have these like good looking jerseys oh, so i'm bad. with you i think the bucks as a whole like other than their blue uniforms in my mm. opinion or the green aways mm-hmm. i think they deserve to be on this list yeah well and again I, this is all going off of specifically the 2021 season yep for sure um, this is this is as of this year yeah and it's just these ones but let's see here so number what is this so three yeah number three is going to be the New York Knicks City <laughs> Editions. Yet another one with the circle. But this one is by far one of the most offensive I've ever seen. Because you don't even know where the hell it starts. I'm assuming it starts with New York, but it's in two different colors. So you don't even know that. But it says New York Knicks. And then it says City Never Sleeps. So it's not even the city that never sleeps, which just drives me nuts grammar-wise. <laughs> yeah. They randomly say NYC over the Nike logo, which just looks stupid as hell. They like fade around, and the blue is so dark that it blends in with the black, and it's just—it's just—I hate this jersey. Like the like, to, okay. So to me, like the only way that the city never sleeps thing would work mm-hmm. is if it was like a patch that was like on the bottom of the leg. That it was yeah. like a that was like a city never sleeps going vertically. You know what I mean? Right. Um. But like just the way they did it. It honestly looks like a terrible practice jersey. Yeah, I hate it. And the this fact that like D was... Rose had to wear this his first day as a Nick. Oh, so offensive! This year, I so mean, offensive. I swear to God. Yeah, I I was like, Derek, you deserve better. Come back to Detroit, please. Like brutal. Oh my goodness, so bad. Yeah, you know you. So far, we are in agreement. This is a terrible jersey, and I don't think it deserves much more airtime. Yeah, dude. So, number two. Number two is Sacktown, the Sacramento Kings, because you cannot honestly tell me putting Sacktown on a jersey is not one of the worst things you've ever heard in your life. Also, nobody calls Sacramento Sacktown. And I'm also sick of teams being whatever the hell town, like H-Town for Houston, Sacktown, like D-Town for Detroit or something. Okay, we've never been called we've never D-Town. Done that. Nobody. Same with fucking Sacktown. I'm so sick of the whatever the hell town. It makes no sense. It's never good. And these suck so much ass, specifically because of Sacktown. Can I Can I just say? And also, uh, no, like, no, 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 hold weird on, color hold on. thing. Hold on. Uh-huh. Now... We're going to disagree. Okay. I think these are low-key kind of hot. Are you I, serious? Dude, okay. Just a, like just picturing Deer and Fox in these uniforms like the it's the blue, it's the it's the blue, the black and the purple. These kind of look like if the Raptors had a vice jersey to me, and that's kind of what I love about them. They say Sacktown. Okay. But okay, <laughs> but yes, the Sacktown thing is weird. If they just had that with Sacramento, those would be some of my favorite jerseys in the league i'm gonna give it to you just because it says sacktown however Mm -hmm. i don't think i don't i think that's the only thing about this jersey that is bad everything else everything else is kind of low-key pretty freaking fire that's kind of true i kind of see what you're saying they remind me that they they similarly piss me off as the um the arizona uh, arizona diamondbacks they wear jerseys that say d-backs 
which is so close to D-bags that I'm like, I just, for the life of me, don't understand how these brands see this and go, yeah, let's just keep wearing that. I, it, it's mind-boggling, quite frankly. But Okay, but here, look at De'Aaron Fox in this uniform. I mean, it's also in, like, low lighting, so everything looks cool in low lighting. Okay, but, but I see look, what you're saying. Like, it's like, cool. To me, like, if you're talking about the five worst jerseys in the yeah, league, that's this fair. to me isn't on there. But but this is your opinion. For sure. I'm just critiquing your list. Mm. That's number two. What's number one? Yeah, and, and I think that's fair. And honestly, it almost didn't make the list. If I'm being real, the Sacktown almost didn't make it. It only made it because I'm so infuriated by Sacktown. I'm going to look up, uh, before we move on, mm-hmm. I'm going to look up nicknames for Sacramento and, and see what see comes up. And see if it up. even comes up, because I swear to God, I've never heard this in my life, and then randomly Sacktown. <laughs> Nobody calls it that. There's no way. Um, y- okay. All right. Uh-oh. So, um, here, here are the nicknames that come up for for Sacramento, okay? And I'm reading it in the exact order that they give me, all right? Okay. Almond capital of the world, America's farm to fork capital, big tomato. Are these true? Sack, sack toe, camellia city, um, city of trees, river city, sacra tomato, and sack town. I clearly know nothing about Sacramento, but I think I now hate Sacramento. I they deserve to be on the list for solely for those nicknames. I take away my I take <laughs> away my critique. What's number one? Number one, the worst jersey in the NBA if right this now. This is what I think it could be. So help me God. It is the Cleveland Cavaliers oh, City okay. Edition because I can't even begin to understand how this even made it off the drawing board. Because Cleveland is in this whack-ass font. There's random yellow tab things. So, do you know what that font is? All over the place. No, do you know what that font is? No. Okay, so I actually actually know. Okay. So, that font for that jersey Mm -hmm. is actually a homage to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, which is in Cleveland. Still looks like trash. It still looks terrible, but that's why. Gotcha. However, What is with the yellow tab things, though? There's, like, yellow, stupid-ass looking little, like... I don't even know what to call them, and it's only on the C and only on the Nike logo. Yeah, these little accents. I don't even to know the letters. They're just like yeah. random little lines. Yeah, they're, they're little accents. They're atrocious. They're trash, is what they are. Also, Cleveland is in like multiple different fonts. I just realized. I mean, what the fuck? Okay, so then going down, the shorts make it even worse. Where these these random <laughs> ass patches, like we're in preschool with again this yellow stitching in yeah. random places, yeah. only in random places. And it's on the Nike logo again. It's on the C again. I mean, Cleveland is just the worst. That's that's what we're gonna say. I, I, there's so much of it that is confusing. Yep. And that is why they're number one because every time I look at this, I just cannot for the life of me believe that these made it anywhere. All right. Now, Sacktown, by the way, almost was replaced by the Brooklyn Nets City Edition, but I thought it was too similar to the Cleveland critiques of having a shitty that's font. That's fair. Yep. So that's why they ended up there. That's fair. I respect it. You know what? Overall, I can't be mad at that list, especially since you didn't really follow my instructions of like what we said we were going to do. That's really good for the instructions that you made up for yourself. Correct. So I like it. Overall, good. yeah, what we were supposed to do was judge teams based on the entirety of their uniforms. Nobody gives a shit what you think. It doesn't matter what you think. Hey, so Robert was just like, yep, we're not going to do that. Exactly. By the way, I didn't discuss with you beforehand mm-hmm. whether or not we were going to swear on this podcast, but I knew no matter what we I was- broke that. 
that barrier. Well, no matter what I was going to say, I knew you were going to do it anyway. So we're just going to have the explicit tag on this episode. Anyway, what is the next? What, all right, so, so the now, next segment is meh. Yep. These are the most meh jerseys in the NBA. The ones that you just don't have an opinion on. Do not care. You look at them and it's just like, wow, that is just. That is just a jersey. The way that I look at this segment especially was I feel like a lot of these are teams that could have such cool jerseys and maybe even have great ones in their history, but they're just randomly wearing these where you're just kind of like, why? It's kind of more the why section is what it is. It's like you literally can do better. Um, so number five is the current Toronto Raptors. And it's just one of these things, this triangle where, like, the Raptors goes, like, up and then down. It's just kind of, like, it's not too offensive. It's fine. I absolutely love, and you know this, I am obsessed with the colors red, black, and white together on jerseys just by almost accident. I don't even realize it half the time, but I Mm -hmm. always love those colors together on jerseys. I like, actually, this little, um, I literally just noticed that they have on the waistband the Canadian Maple Leaf, which is actually cool. But, like, you know, there's parts of it that are cool, but they're also so boring for a team called the Raptors. Right. Yeah, I think the... I like the aways better than I like the homes. Yep. If they had that as the away, I would be fine with that. Sure. However, I'm agreement. I'm in agreement with you specifically because the purple Raptor jersey is literally the coolest NBA jersey of all time. Yeah. That and the Pistons teal. Yeah, like those or like the the Utah the, Mountains. The pinnacle, yeah. Or like the Grizzlies uh, from Vancouver. Like, yeah, it, it's just when you're a team called the Raptors. You know, it's like it, it's kind of honestly, it's a similar critique I actually have of the new Seattle Kraken team where it's like you picked a monster, like a crazy beast, and you chose like these plain, boring, real corporate looking jerseys. And I just don't understand, like, why pick a cool animal then? So, yeah, that's the Raptors. The, the only honestly, the only reason I could see as the why mm-hmm. is because they're the up no, the utmost northern team in the league. It's the North. I'm really yeah, because, over that, by the yeah, way. Yeah, because they say we the North. Because I hate they, that. Yeah, it is dumb. But, I mean, it was cool when Kawhi was there, but that's pretty much what the Raptors are. They were cool when Kawhi was there. You'll also so, notice that that grammar also absolutely is like nails on the chalkboard to me. Hearing we the North is so grammatically offensive to me that I can't stand it. The only thing that's more offensive is that Shaquille O'Neal is a paid basketball analyst and did not know the name of Pascal Siakam. And, in fact, they really... <laughs> Realized that Shaq didn't know the name of so many NBA players that they did a new segment where they had him guess names of players. No. And he got all but one wrong. <laughs> no. I need to see this later. Okay. After the podcast, I got you. Okay. Anyway. Number four. Number four. We've got the Orlando Magic. And I'm a Yankees fan, so I should love pinstripes. But somehow, some way, this team has made pinstripes boring you're a team called again the magic which is supposed to be cool and it's just like the most corporate font i mean the it it just breathes corporate Mm -hmm. you know what i mean yep it's just boring i mean it answers the question what would a team owned by the owners of amway have their jerseys (laughs) look like and the answer is the orlando magic jerseys by the way you'll find that i absolutely abhor this neckline that sometimes teams have this like upside down Hershey kiss. I abhor it. It needs to be the U shape. <laughs> you know, the the Raptors have like a weird point. But oh, it's, yeah. It's mm-hmm. better than the Hershey kiss. Can't stand that. Mm-hmm. Number three. 
is the Detroit oh, Pistons. Oh, come on! I'm so sorry, Sean. That the is Detroit gonna be so, Pistons. That is going to be so loud in their ears. I saw the gain <laughs> on that just go flat out red. It's fine. Oh, come on! I just, the font has always been offensive to me. I really wish they would go back to the Bad Boys font, which was more classic, kind of Celtics-like, you know, reminds you of, like, a classic team that's been around for generations. This just looks too, I don't know, something about it sucks. The striping is boring as hell, especially the aways. These are excessively boring. You're the Motor City. It says Pistons on it, but then it's literally, like, 95% white with just randomly blue stripes, red letters. It's like K. It's extremely just K, you know? Yep, I, I do know. And you know what? I actually, I had to take a second and pause, but ultimately I do agree with you. Like the Bad Boys Air 1s are are not that different, but they're so much better and so classic that I don't understand why they don't just wear the Bad Boys jerseys. So. They're amazing. Um, I'm about to show you something, mm-hmm. and this is going to be why I agree with you, okay? okay? This is the Pistons 0304. Mm-hmm. They're the same. Yeah. The Pistons have had the same jerseys. Those ones are somehow worse. Those are even more white. It was in 2003, Robert. Can yeah. we Can we forgive them? For 2003, <laughs> that was a solid jersey. That's fair. But anyway, I do agree mm. in the fact that they need a overhaul completely. Now, I'm hopeful because mm-hmm. we got Big Sean in the building. He's taking over the culture, mm-hmm. and we've seen on social media, we've seen a lot of things change, mm-hmm. and we know that for next year, the jerseys are already locked in. How this all works is they work a couple years ahead on these mm-hmm. um, so that they can get ahead on production, so that, they can, so that they can get ahead on everything. So we know that in 2022, Big Sean promised the teal's coming back. Yes. So I hope by that point, too, not only do we see a cool a cool set of cities, I hope we'd see a new everything. And I think with Big Sean as our as the head of as the head of Pistons like creative pretty much, mm-hmm. like the culture ambassador, everything, like I think he's going to come in and overhaul this. I think that we have it is overdue for us to make changes to these uniforms and honestly, you, you, like you know, they they're not bad uniforms. No. But I will agree with you as like a they're extremely boring for a team that's got so much history. And yeah. a team that was called at one point the Bad Boys. Yeah. And especially a team that's really poised to have a really bright young future. Which, which honestly, um, this is this has been in my head for a while. Mm-hmm. The fact that we haven't had a Bad Boys City Edition yet is honestly kind of pisses me off. Mm-hmm. So anyway, I'm going to go ahead and agree with you. I so far like for how much we disagree on things mm-hmm. I have agreed with almost every selection on your list the magic are so much of a Y med jersey that I just straight up don't even have anything to say right so so Pistons are number three who's number two well first so yeah the before Pistons, we get into that yeah go ahead I, I just want to mention so the Pistons do have the the Hershey kiss neckline which drives me absolutely crazy literally the most perfect lineup for the Pistons this is what I would do if I was in charge I would make the Pistons home and aways look almost identical to the bad boy era red white and blues because I think that they're literally perfect and they're classic and it reminds me of the Celtics and how classic they are you do the alternate as the teal flaming horse crazy one because you don't need to wear that all the time it's fun enough for people and then the city edition you do an all black with the bad boys logo on the front and then you have all of the various eras that people like about the Pistons all together at various times so everyone's happy because some fans don't like the teal some fans don't like the bad boys some fans don't like the red white and blue you get all of them together and honestly that would be an unbeatable lineup of jerseys 
Yeah, I like that. I like yeah. that a lot. All right, who's number two? Number two, we have the Houston Rockets. <laughs> Again, red, white, and black, for the uh-huh. love of God, mm-hmm. should not be boring, and they're so boring. Your team is called the Rockets. Have you ever seen the retro Rockets jerseys? I have, and they're cool. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they have like weird pinstripes and all this yeah, stuff going on. Yeah, they got the pinstripes. On. They have like a rocket coming out of a basketball. Right. It's sick. It really feels like there's some teams in the NBA that are like deathly afraid of being fun. And yeah. I just don't understand yeah. why. And, and the Rockets are one of them. These are somehow even more boring than the Raptors ones because the striping is so plain. It's just kind of like K. It's a team you don't care about. And now that anyone that was relevant on the team is gone, uh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's really I, hard to care. You know what I think this is? I think this is the list of teams that have jerseys that just are not blatantly offensive. Like, I can look at those and I can tolerate them. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the day, if I was a fan of my team, I wouldn't be rushing to go buy a jersey. Like, their city editions this year, I will say, their city editions are sick. I don't think I remember them, to be quite honest Okay, let me I'll look them up, up later. I'll look up a picture for okay, them. Okay, that's fine. Well, go ahead and give your thoughts. Yeah, so, like, the, you know, the shorts are okay because they have, like, kind of a swoop or whatever, and they are relatively clean. But, again, I think... Some teams run into this where they're just too white and it works for some and doesn't work for others. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. It's The more I keep staring at it, I feel like they almost look uh, somehow like a girl's, like, and not to be whatever, but, oh, those suck ass, Sean. Are you insane? Okay, yeah. We those don't, city editions, are we you don't, insane? H-Town. And actually, those almost made my worst list. They were almost on the worst list because they're literally 99% light blue. They're terrible. Okay, who's number one, Robert? <laughs> Let's move on to the number one. The most mad team. All right, yeah, the most May uniform goes to? None other than the Dallas Mavericks because they are just mm. solid white on one side and solid blue on the other. Really corporate font. I mean, the least exciting thing I've ever seen for a team with an explosive and exciting owner like Mark Cuban. He's one of the most, like, you know, stirs up controversy and likes to be really loud and in your face and whatever. Right. He's got a big personality, and his team looks so damn boring. Well, I don't understand. Well, well, you know what the thing is? Is that this team is another team like the Pistons that have just had, the, they, like, these have been their uniforms for, like, almost 20 years. Right. Like, these, like, ever since the early 2000s. Which is the worst this- era of basketball jerseys. I could get behind that. Yeah. yeah. Um, like, they have just had these uniforms for so long and they are just yeah i agree with you um i white especially yeah i like the blue personally sure um and ultimately like if you look at their city editions or or like their throwbacks their city edition when that was all white and gold was also boring as hell to me i think they're all terrible if i'm to be if i'm to be quite frank with you anytime i've seen them take a chance it hasn't been good so my god those fresh prince of bel-air ones that made no sense oh yeah like the the graffiti ones yeah i mean jesus are those bad yeah those would have been on the worst if it wasn't for the fact that those were not this year i mean those are atrocious yeah yeah, so Dallas, I just I look at these and I almost forget what the name of the team is. Mm-hmm. Like I honestly I look at it and I'm like, yeah, Dallas basketball team, I guess. It's kinda almost like Washington football team. It's so <laughs> freaking boring and lame. I don't get it. It's literally everything's bigger in Texas. Dallas, this massive behemoth, whatever, and you've got these boring ass jerseys. I don't get it. All right. So now the bad. The no, oh, the no, good. this is the good. This I'm is the sorry. good. Yep. yep. So we're at the best jerseys. I guess I guess I was on the I was on the bashing train for so long that no, I got kind of used to it. I, I was just in that mood. Yeah. 
Now, I have an omission here that is a an honorable honorable mention that I have to bring up, okay. and, and that is the Miami Heat, vice versa, the pink and the blue, and they didn't make my list. Really? Yeah, and the reason why is because I really think that of the vice jerseys, they're the worst ones. I mm-hmm. think that they're close to being better than the light blue, but they're they're probably the worst of the vice. Um, as much as I love all the vice stuff, and I am excited to get that jersey in the mail and all that kind of stuff. I just, they weren't quite good enough. And the other part of it is, is I like the Vice jerseys as a collection. And I want to talk about those more in depth when we do like the tier list. And then Absolutely. I can show yep. all of them. Mm-hmm. And there's also a jersey on here, which is going to be number five, that I just felt like needed to be brought up. Since I was already going to talk about how great the Vices are. I just needed a That's place fair. for this jersey to be brought up because I don't think enough people talk about it. Okay, so number five. Number five is the Memphis Grizzlies City Edition. Because I think these are outstanding. I love everything about it because Memphis doesn't have much of an identity. They're a team that not many people really give a shit about. People remember how cool the Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys are. Mm -hmm. And I feel like this is a great modern take because it's like you get some of that tribal stuff on the side. So it kind of is an homage to that. But it's not as flagrant and as big as the Vancouver. And it's also not just banking on the past. You know, it's like, hey, we are our own brand, our own identity. And so they've got the bear on the shorts, which is fine. I think that the text for Memphis is clean. I like the gold and stuff. I like the all black, the little bit of red on the on the um, Nike swooshes. Right. And then I love the neckline has also the the tribal stuff. So I really, really like that it's it's both clean as well as paying homage to a previous franchise that people like. But it's finally sort of finding an identity for a team that really has none. Honestly, if this was their homes... These would be perfect because I think that their light blues are so shitty. I was I was going to say, I expected Memphis to be on the bad side of the list. Yes, and their light blues would be. Their homes and aways. I love these so much because I hate their homes and aways so much mm-hmm. that I'm like, this should be the direction they go where you kind of mash that old and new together right. and find your identity. Which, by the way, Memphis yesterday beat the Rockets by 49 points. <sighs> Yeesh. Mm-hmm. Morant, the eh? worst, the worst loss in the history of the Rockets. No, and the best win in the history of the Grizzlies. So, wow, there you go. So, uh, not wearing those jerseys, but just figured that would be fun to bring up. That is cool. Uh-huh. But no, I just feel like you know it's one of those markets that doesn't get a lot of love, and I just feel like this franchise has yet to find their identity. And there's plenty of these teams throughout all of sports where they've been around for a little while, and it just never feels like they catch on. Yeah, I feel like this jersey is a really good step in the right direction. And if I was a fan of this team, this is the first jersey I've seen from them that would make me excited to go and buy it. You know, you can get the Vancouver one, but that doesn't feel like your team because it's you know right. the old one. So this is cool. If you live in Memphis, if you love the city of Memphis, this is this is really cool to be proud of your team. Which, by the way, um, Robert. Can you name me one other player on that team other than John Moran? Not at all. All right, fair enough. Yeah, this is why we brought you in for the uniforms, because this is your area of expertise. Correct. Number four. Number Number four four is the the Boston Celtics. Uh, Home and away. I mean, either way. They're so classic. What else can you say? I, I really don't think there's not much else to say. I think they're clean. They're icy. 
they're clean. clean. Yeah, dude. Um, yeah, a lot they're of bad motherfuckers clean. used to wear these. They're mean. They're uh, mean. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> they. Uh, yeah. You know what? Yep. That's all we got to say. Yeah. Boston Celtics are classic. If you don't like these jerseys, you don't like basketball because these are basically <laughs> the. As much as I'm a Yankees fan, so like you know Boston's kind of whatever. But like these are like the Yankees jersey of basketball. I mean, they're just so beautiful. Yeah. I really love these. So yeah, yep. they get I'll everything g- right. I'll give that to you. Number four, Boston. Uh, number three. number three, we have the Portland Trailblazers red alternate uh, from this year, actually. Now, they've done these before, but I really like what they did with this one because it's red. It's got the black, you know, swoosh thing that they do. But it's got the Jordan added, logo on it, which is awesome, uh-huh. uh, especially because of the, you know, Clyde the, Drexler, the, 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 the rivalry. Yeah, yeah, the, uh-huh, I yep. love that. Now, but what I really, really like is their font is great. I love that it, they have the white because I own the jersey where it was all black monochrome right. with, with the red. But I like that they added the little bit of white for some contrast, especially that one stripe is really nice. I mm-hmm. like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I like that the Rip City is little on the waistband. I don't like the Rip City um, like branding that they do as much right. as they do. Right. I think it's a fun homage to like one of their previous announcers. I think they do it too much. I, I think it needs to be more subtle, and so I like how subtle it is on this uniform. I think I think Portland in general, um, when we eventually do that tier list, I think they're going to be very high on very that high because overall, I would not say that they have a bad uniform. Correct. Yeah, the only yep. ones that I've ever disliked is the Rip Cities a little bit. But even then, I think that those are fine. But I absolutely love their Oregon ones from this year, the brown ones. Those are freaking amazing. Oh, yeah. So good. Yep. That deserves to be on this list. It does, but it's not. No, what I'm saying is this jersey. Oh, yeah, yeah, this one. Yeah, Yeah, absolutely. Yep. The best part is we're going over all these and they can't see it. But, like, we can describe it. They can look it up if you want to, you know. Yeah, if you you watch basketball, you know what the hell these are. Yeah, 100%. Number two. Number two. Is... The Atlanta oh, Hawks, yeah. what I call the Pulp Fiction jersey, because oh, it looks almost identical yeah. to the splash screen of Pulp Fiction with the bl- the the yellow uh, font with the red just behind it outlining, yeah. and then all black. You know, these are amazing. You know, the day that the day that the Hawks fire their coach feels like a good day to go over something that's positive for the Hawks. Yeah. And that is that they definitely stepped it up in the uniform department this year, and especially with these. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. The, I I almost like the red ones better, mm. personally. However, it's literally picking, like, which amazing child is the best. For sure. Because they're all amazing. But, oh, my gosh, the black one. Yeah, you know what? No, these it's the are black insane. ones. Yeah, they're Listen, as a in, oh. as a diehard, longtime Pulp Fiction obsessed person, uh-huh. yep. I just see these and I'm like, I have to. In fact, I don't know how I don't own a Trey Young in this yet, dude. A Trey, I was just gonna say, a Trey Young jersey in this would be so icy. I need to do that. Oh at some point. my goodness, they're yeah. just ridiculous. When I saw these announced, I just couldn't believe it. Listen, man, I I reached out to you before this year. And I was like, can I add this team on like one of like my because I have like a running list of like my teams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. Favorite uh, like, teams. yeah. Like uh, right now, I would say, I mean, the Pistons are obviously my always favorite number team. one. The Jazz have always been in my top three mm-hmm. right now. They're number two for sure. I'm just having so much fun. And if they win the championship, if Donnie Mitch wins a championship for Utah, dude. Oh, man. Yeah. And like um, the Celtics have been on your list. Yeah. The Hawks. 
Yep. And now the Hawks, like, like going forward, they are they are gonna be contenders, one hundred percent for sure. Um, but yeah, no, that's absolutely got to be on this list. And now the fact that that's number two makes me quite curious to see what number one is. So, yeah. Robert, what is number one? Number one, nobody could have ever seen this coming. It is your Chicago Bulls. You're goddamn right. It is the Chicago Bulls because. <laughs> Because they are perfect in every way. They do everything right that the Celtics get right, where they have great colors put together in a classic way, great font, great striping. Um, But what's even better about these than the Celtics is that they have this fun little diamond thing on the shorts that, you know, they put the logo in that looks great. They've got the four stars on the waistband for um, the flag from Chicago, which is great. I mean, these things are absolutely, and you know I love red, black, and white, and these are the best that they have ever been done in basketball. I mean, <laughs> here's the thing, man. Uh, I I do love these jerseys. And the correct neckline. Listen, I do love these jerseys, and they absolutely have a place in my heart. Just because of the fact that they are the tried and true classic, absolutely beautiful jerseys Michael Jordan rocked. I'm okay. At first, I looked at these and I was offended, mm-hmm. but I, I I can't be mad at it. Ultimately, just because of the fact that these are perhaps just uh, like perhaps the all time greatest jerseys in the league, just because these are what Michael Jordan rocked. You know the the um, the design on the on the on the on the shorts with with the bull on the side, um, just the red, white, and black. Um, and it, they've basically had these jerseys throughout their entire franchise history, with the exception of my actually more favorite red jersey of theirs, the eighties, the, the one that says Chicago splashed across. Kind of so like the great. like the like the cursive, like yeah, the, yeah. Which actually the White Sox also use since they're owned by the same guy. Yeah, mm-hmm. but like, it, which by the way, like <laughs> talk about like you know you got one franchise that has all of this going for them, and the other franchise. With nothing. Nothing going for Nothing. Although this year they are very good. Uh Very good, the White Sox. Um, Tim Anderson is a beast. But, yeah. That is a name. I just... (laughs) (laughs) As a big baseball fan. Um, But, yeah, no, I just... um, I I absolutely love, love, love the Bulls jerseys. Um, And even not just, you know, bias as a Bulls fan. I just look at these and they remind me a lot of the Celtics. But the Celtics are a little bit plain, uh-huh. admittedly, and these are just that little bit more fun. They have uh-huh. a little bit more with the city, with the little stars in there, just some little details yeah. in there. Yeah. I, you know what? And having the logo. Not enough teams put their freaking logos anywhere on the uniform, not even on the shorts. Yeah. And that drives me nuts. I love that they have the bullhead on the shorts. Not enough teams I also, do this. I also think, in my opinion, that the Bulls might have the best logo, not only in the NBA, but perhaps in sports. Oh, yeah. It's up there. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, when you talk about the great logos, I mean, we're talking like the Yankees logo is probably the greatest of all time. It's the most iconic anyway. Um, I hate you know, that logo so much, the, but that's a whole other. That's just because you're a Tigers fan. But like, No, it's it, just ugly to me. That's honestly, but. Bizarre. 
But no, so them, <laughs> the the Lakers, I mean, the the Celtics guy is pretty up there. I mean, the Chicago Bulls, the Notre Dame logo. I mean, there's a lot of these logos that right. are Right, like, the Washington football team logo. <laughs> uh, <laughs> of course. So, yeah, there, yeah, you know, there's a ton of these logos that you see. And, yeah, the Bulls, I mean, every time you see it, it's just so instantly, like, you can attach it to so many memories, whether they're good, bad, whatever. I mean, you just you can attach it to something. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You know what, Robert? I really like this list. Mm-hmm. And I want to know, um, to those of you that somehow made it through this whole thing, mm. um, what are your thoughts? Do you have any jerseys that you think should be on this list? Do you think that there are great jerseys you missed out on? Are there med jerseys that you're oh, like... Oh, you know there's Lakers fans that are furious. Oh, 100%. <laughs> I, but also, more importantly, I want to see if there's bad jerseys. Mm. Not only from this year, but all-time bad jerseys. If please you have tweet any... tweet your all-time least favorite to Sean. Yeah, please do. You can follow me again on Twitter at SeanYeWest255. That is my Twitter handle, and I almost think about changing it, but I kind of don't want to. So SeanYeWest255 is the place to be. That's the place to see, and if you and if you have any jerseys that you would like to submit, please tweet those to me because I think that would be absolutely hilarious and I think it would be a good meme. Um, but Robert, thank you so much for putting on putting in all that effort. Yeah, um, no problem. People can find you on Twitter at Cthulhu Pizza. Yeah, and if you don't know how to spell that, then you don't deserve to follow me. So fuck you. <laughs> so I'm going to be posting that in the description. So. Um, <laughs> Anyway, that was no, no, so no. that was just so aggressive. No but like, reason. but like, I kind of respect it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know on. what I mean? Like, but no, but I mean, Robert. There's nothing else to say. You're my best friend. I was the best man in your wedding. You're gonna be standing in mine for sure if that ever happens. Yikes. Um, but yeah, <laughs> um, but uh, you know, you're definitely gonna be on again. Um, and I'm definitely excited for the video for the uh, for the tier list because yeah, I dude, think that's gonna be sick, dude. That is gonna be where screaming happens, and I'm kind of <laughs> I'm kind of just super excited for it. And I think uh, we should definitely do that. We should find a time when like your folks aren't like at your place or whatever, and we should do that together at, at your place. That'd be oh, awesome. Oh yeah, 100. Yeah. That way we can just while out. Oh 100. Yeah. It's gonna be so good. But Robert, thank you so much for being on. Thank you so much for joining us again. Again, from from Half Court posts every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Eastern time on podcast services that you love, that you marry, that you commit to. So be sure to give us a follow, give us a positive review, and tell your basketball friends about this cool podcast. Coming up in the next couple weeks, we are going to be doing a March Madness special with myself, Chris Noblet and Stephen Kern, the other two regulars on this pod, are going to be doing a bracket challenge. Coming up down the pipeline, we're also going to be doing perhaps a Last Dance retrospective, and we're definitely going to have a Space Jam 2 (laughs) review coming up in the next few months as well that, Robert, you're definitely going to be on. Dude, I forgot that that was happening. I can't wait to see this stupid movie. Oh, dude, it's going to be so bad. But we need to watch the first one because I don't even think I've seen the first one all the way through. Oh, believe me, that's going to happen. I have it on (laughs) Blu-ray, so I got you. Um, but thank you so much for listening. Thank you for joining us, and I will see you next time from Half Court.